You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. If you own an Apple device and have been unlucky enough to break it, you know the options for fixing it are kind of limited and usually really expensive. Of course, you could always try to repair your device from home, but that was super risky because you didn't have the tools that Apple had and it was completely rogue. So this was really frustrating, especially for the people who felt like they did have the skills to fix their own devices, but just didn't have the tools that they might need. That's Recode's Rebecca Heilweil. And with Apple's blessing, a new option was released last week. You can finally fix your Apple device from the comfort of your own home. Late last month, um, Apple announced that it was opening this section of its website that basically allows you to do self-repairs, at least if it's one of the new devices that are covered by Apple's new self-repair program. So the iPhone 12, the iPhone 13, and the third generation iPhone SE. You can finally buy both tools and replacement parts, including display screens, batteries, and speakers that Apple will basically send to you and you can install in your device all by yourself. This is a huge deal because Apple customers have been asking for the ability to repair their own devices for years. Of course, it's not a perfect system, and it did take quite a long time for people to get here. Why did it take so long? It doesn't seem like Apple launched this quite out of the goodness of its heart. Apple actually has fought against movements to create a legal right to repair for a very long time. This was actually announced as Biden was launching an executive order. Open and fair competition. That means that if your companies want to win your business, they have to go out and they have to up their game. That sort of directs the Federal Trade Commission to start creating rules and regulations that would create a kind of federal right to repair. Better prices and services, new ideas and products. That competition keeps the economy moving and keeps it growing. This also came with somewhat curious timing. It was announced sort of on the heels of a deadline related to an Apple activist shareholder resolution that would have asked Apple to study how its approach to repairs and replacements impacts the climate. And what was Apple's reason for pushing back against the right to repair for so long? Apple has made all sorts of arguments about why people shouldn't be able to repair their own devices. So they've previously suggested that, you know, the security and privacy of your device could be compromised if you're allowed to repair it. They've even used their batteries as an excuse. Batteries? Yeah. Um, in 2019, Apple convinced uh, California lawmakers that customers could basically just start a fire if they were to accidentally damage the batteries in their phones while trying to repair them. And I'm guessing that's not actually the case, or is it? It doesn't seem like that is a huge, a huge issue at all. Well, batteries specifically seems like one of those things that you should be able to replace because over time, batteries just can't hold the same charge they used to. And if you want to prolong the life of the device, putting a new battery in it is one of the best ways to do it. 
Yeah, I think that's actually one of the biggest issues people have with Apple devices. Well, I have to admit, I can very much identify with this. I used to do a lot of gadget reporting, and I got pretty confident about being around gadgets. And I thought that I could repair my iPhone. So I bought some tools off Amazon, and I opened it up. It was a screen I was trying to replace. I managed to get the new screen on there, but I don't know what I did because that iPhone was never the same. It mostly worked, but it was also just rickety in a way that it definitely wasn't supposed to be. So tell me about this new self-repair kit and how is it going to stop people from making my mistake? Also, how much does it cost and what comes in it? So there's no one standard cost. It depends on what device, but the basic cost seems to be pretty pricey. First, you need to actually look up your device and see what kind of repair you need to do. Then you need to buy the replacement parts from Apple. Then you need to decide whether you're either going to buy tools, which can be extremely expensive because those tools can be, you know, several hundred dollars, or you can choose to rent those tools from Apple, which would be a little easier to do. It's about $49 a week where you get all the tools that you would need to do the replacement and fix your device. And then you send those tools back to Apple. And I have to imagine that these are sort of very specific tools for this very specific purpose, which might explain why they're so expensive. At the same time, the fact that the right tools are really expensive is a way that Apple can discourage people from fixing their own devices, right? Yeah, this is certainly a step forward in terms of the right to repair, but it's also a right to repair on Apple's own terms. If you want to buy a tool from a third party somewhere else, or you want to buy a replacement part from somewhere else, you're not continuing to be protected by the warranty that your Apple device would normally come with. Okay, tell me a little bit more about that warranty thing, because if I recall from my own experience, as soon as I opened up my MacBook or my iPhone without being in a, an official authorized Apple repair space, I voided the warranty for that device. Is that still the case with the new repair program? No, Apple is saying as long as you do everything through their program, you're not going to void your warranty. But there is the caveat that, you know, if you damage hardware or you do something like while you're trying to do repair, that damage won't necessarily be covered. So these kits, do they seem pretty user friendly? Like, would my mom be able to fix her phone? Or do you think that you actually really need some kind of expertise or experience in tech repair to get by here? So even before you get to the actual expertise aspect of it, one of the hardest parts of participating in this program is the fact that the rental kits weigh 79 pounds. Wow. Yeah, so certainly weighs a lot. You know, if you're not able to lift the head on your own, it raises some pretty significant accessibility issues and sort of uh, raises questions about how easy Apple wants to make participating in the rental tool program. But even after all that, you have all your tools in your house, there is still the expertise element of this too. You need to actually study the guide that Apple makes available for your particular device and the type of replacement or repair that you're doing. And the machinery itself, it doesn't look particularly intuitive to use. If you're thinking of the iPhone, it looks so beautiful. That's not what these tools look like. They look like real significant machinery that you kind of have to know your way around. It's big and bulky and looks complicated. Okay, so the more you tell me about this self-repair program, Rebecca, the more difficult it sounds. It sounds like it is near impossible to lift up the toolkit. It sounds like it's really hard to get at the tiny screws inside of an iPhone. And it sounds like Apple is allowing people to repair their own devices, but it's certainly not encouraging them to do it. Is that true? 
Yeah, this was not designed to make it particularly cheaper or easier to repair your device, even if you just consider the cost. And obviously things depend on how old your device is, whether it's still under warranty, whether you have Apple's Apple Care program. But, you know, in the end, if you're just thinking about it, it's probably still going to cost you a couple hundred dollars to do the kind of repair that you may need to do to your fix your device. And you might end up still deciding you have to go back to the Apple technician anyway then you're going to have to pay more to get Apple to fix it if you don't have another option, or you might just buy a new one. Yeah, it, it fits into this larger concern about Apple just constantly trying to get you to buy a new phone, new computer. I can't even remember how many times I've gone to the bar at the Apple store and I've said, how do I fix my device? And they just sort of try to slowly bully me into buying a new one instead. It's, it's really quite frustrating, especially given how expensive Apple makes its products from the start. Well, now that these repair kits exist and they're still very, very new, do you expect we'll see some sort of ripple effects from it? Not just people repairing their own devices, but other ways it's changing the Apple ecosystem? I feel like because of the tools that Apple's making available, what we could see is that, you know, some enterprising people just buy the tools and open their own repair shops. I was sort of thinking about how many people break their iPhone screens on college campuses. And if you were just an enterprising college student, you'd buy a bunch of these and, and sell sort of uh, your own repairs. It doesn't seem like this was really set up for average people to use. So that's sort of my best guess at what could happen after this. Well, in any case, even if the new program is not super cheap or not super easy, it is evidence that pushing back against a big company and as a customer, making that company listen to you and change the way it works, that can actually happen. This is something that for years, Apple customers yelled at Apple about and Apple finally did something. Exactly, and clearly since people can replace their own batteries now, that obviously wasn't a real concern in the first place. Rebecca, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon. The mix is by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend.